Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and the sea is open for you at every table. Let's get back to the story, shall we, my friends? Last time on Hotel Hell. Get out of my way! Dude, try to relax. I'd say Julian, like, throws the sledgehammer on the ground. He's like, what is happening? You, you went insane, man. You, you started screaming. We can't just get on the boats and leave. If we stay, we're gonna die. Uh, we if could, we stay here, we're gonna die. We could you saw the mural. It's not gonna be okay. It's not gonna be okay. <laughs> and you guys go straight to where Daniel is? Luke is the one that opens the door. What the hell happened? We gotta leave a lot sooner than planned. I would say that the best is just to us to sleep, and tomorrow we'll figure out how to get out. Harper, you have a weird dream. In this dream, there are doves that are flying through the dark sky of the outside. These seven pieces are your salvation. Roy and Scott, you guys are awake by a tremor, and you guys hear a certain knocking the distant knocking doesn't seem good whatever it is there is an individual knocking their head against either a door or a wall it is an undead man zombies was not the direction i thought this was going I'm gonna say, Harper, that you hear the scream and that wakes you up. Probably the knocking too. The knock is faint compared to the scream. Yeah, I wake up. The Solen in her own bed, did you go, what was that? I don't know. Uh, what do we do? And I grow, is there anything near me that I can use as like a, a weapon? You find the lamp. And I grab the lamp <laughs> and, and I'm gonna go to the door. <laughs> All right, and when you go to the door. I open it slightly. You see a shadow come in right fast. In a split second, you notice that Scott. God, what what happened? There's a zombie. You were right. You were right. Oh, there's a zombie in the hotel. And yeah, we um we gotta go. Oh yeah, we gotta go. Okay. We gotta go. Yeah. Is someone awake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Uh-huh. Then come on. You know, everything, everything fast. Yeah. Right. I'll quickly pack my bag and then rush out. And then as I rush out, I'm gonna tell Scott about my dream. And as you guys are rushing out. Ramirez popping out of his room and going like, what the hell is going on? And weirdly enough, Luke and Daniel does also, but none of the other work. And Julian and, uh, Julian and Roy are on the end of the hallway. Yeah, as we pass them, just, we need to go, we need to go, we need, we to, need go. to go now. Just okay. not even right. stopping, just and starting to They go. start following you more out of like, what is more of a confusion, more than determination to leave. But then like, Julian and Roy do get close to you guys by speeding through the hallway. Julian was holding a chair and he's like, he starts head counting. He's like, where's everyone else? Daniel goes, I don't know. Where? Luke, do you know? Luke just nods negatively. But you guys are still going outside. You go into the entrance where the fog is, except for the immediate vicinity, which is like the fog is on the ground. In the clearing itself is where the fog is on the ground. When it gets to the tree line, it starts to ascend almost into... Uh, Silent Hill levels. Can I do a spot hidden? Okay. On the outside. And what are you trying to see if anyone's around? Okay. Living, dead, undecided. I did it again. Extreme success. You try to look around to the best of your abilities. You go to the side to get a better a better view of the surrounding, and in the immediate vicinity, 
there isn't. But across the river, there is a handful of individuals. They are walking slowly into the river. The river still, as if it never moved, not even in the flow. Oh, also, you do notice that there's no more boats there. There's just two. The ones made for your crew. Well, we should, we should make a break to the river. There are kind of there. You are the fastest rowers. But but what if what if we start rowing, and things come out of the water to attack us? Well, I think we'd be faster than undead. Don't know that. This is, do you think going through the forest would be better? Well, I don't know. There's the floor. The forest goes, and then there's river after the forest. We'd have to drag the boats through the forest. How far away is it? The boats are just beside the outhouse. There's about 10 feet difference between the outhouse and the and the shoreline. The only other way we'd go would be through the forest, but even going through the forest, eventually there's river. So we'd have to go through a river anyways. So we might as well go now. Okay. Who are the strongest robots? Luke raises his hand, but then Daniel goes, it's going to be difficult. We're exceeding the capacity of the boats by one. Each of them. We just have to be careful. Is there anyone else who's really good at rowing? Anyone who's really strong? And Daniel goes, I would too, but my arm. I'm not very strong, but I can help rope too. I've never really rowed, yeah. but I'll, I'll do my best. Ramirez, what about you? Are you... Me? Not really. I've been skipping gym a lot. Okay. Could you try? I can, to yeah. Get support? I can okay. try. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, before we go, there's just one thing I gotta do first. He's gonna kind of step away and he wants to try to call his son. Okay, you... Step to the side really quick, calling your son. It's dead. The line like is completely dead. He, he, like try, he, he tries a few more times before giving up. Try a few more times, and there's no difference. There's no avail. Luke then goes, guys, and then he points towards the shoreline, and small little tops of heads starts to appear as they are walking towards. How many undead are there? We're talking about at least 20. These, they, okay. They they seem to want to get into the house. That doesn't necessarily mean they, they know we're here. Would it be possible for us to just hide and wait for them to come and then go around and get the boats? Yeah. Because that one, the one undead that we saw, he wasn't doing anything. He was just hitting his head on the, on the, on the door. He didn't attack us until he stopped us. So, if they don't see us and we hide, and maybe they'll just kind of scatter around and we'll have a better chance to get the boats rather than trying to rush them when they're all in one big mob. Maybe we could go out through reception and just kind of see where they're going. Luke goes, we could also block the doors. But I don't want to stay. We can't stay in here. We can hide. They'll break in a bitch. Yeah, if they're trying to get in, then we're better off not being here. I don't know if we can leave here. We have to. Then we go down, right? Or we, or we die. Those Why don't we go to the woods and hide there? Try. I don't know. I, I have an idea. Okay. So, um, Harper, do you have the map on you? Yeah. If we go, if we come back inside, go through the dining, go through the kitchen. There's a side door from the kitchen that we can use. To get out. Where does it look like the undead are going? Mainly, they are just crossing the river. But you can do a spot hidden check. I'm gonna do a spot. Gotta discern that. Oh, oh, there'll be one. Oh, 
That's a pass for me. I think that's a... That's a fail for me, unfortunately. That's a hard success. Fail. You guys are trying to discern which direction the zombies are going for. The Harper, you're the only one who notices that the zombies are just crossing the river. They don't tend to be aiming towards the hotel, but they are crossing the river towards the hotel. Although with a hard success, I would say that you also get a glimpse of darker spots on the fog, indicating that from the forest is there are also things coming from there. There's things coming from the forest too. Should we do another idea roll? Because I'm wondering if anything that we've seen so far to connect with the dog. Okay, do an idea roll. That's a success. You're trying to figure out number seven. What is it that there are seven that you have seen before? And something draws you towards those paintings that you broke. There were smaller ones with images of the outside and everything, but there were seven big ones. There was no description in the back. At this point, Daniel goes, guys, let's go back inside. The zombies are already coming out of the river. We need to hide before they see us. What do you think, Hugo Harper? I had a dream and I had seven jumps. And that seemed to be like key to save us in some way. Just remember, there are seven big paintings. The ruins are still there. On the paintings, there, there's nothing on the back of them. But on the front of the painting, on each single painting, was a scroll. And on each scroll was, was a phrase, a chant, and a language I didn't understand. Those are gone now. I, I wrote down. I wrote them down. Guys, we gotta leave. Okay, let's go inside. Let's, let's go into the kitchen and let's bar the doors or something. And you start heading towards the entrance of the hotel, which is the closest entrance for you guys. As you get close, already breaking the line of sight from the river, you guys have a moment where you stop on your tracks as what seems to be light comes out from inside. And these lights are like torches. The first it was just the light, but then as it goes into the grass, you guys start seeing shadows, like people. A mob starts to come out of the inside of the hotel. And with it, Danny starts to hear the screams of an individual that is naked with a full facial beard. And you guys recognize him as Johan. He's being brought out by this mob, and he's screaming, he's bloodied, he's beat up, as he's being brought towards the direction of the cedar tree. And he's screaming, you guys are all hearing him scream, saying, No! Not this way! Bring me down! I have to stop it! Down! Bring me to the mural! To the portal down! And as it goes into the distance, it starts to become more fuzzy and fuzzy. The screams are just as loud, but then, slowly, it dissipates into the fog. Okay, the mural. We have to go down. Mural. The mural. We have to do something with those phrases down there. Yeah, go, let's go to the go. mural. Yeah, let's fucking run. We're running. Okay, you guys bolt down to the mirror. When you guys get to that point, Luke and, and Daniel is going down with you guys. And when you guys reach there, there are two dead in the water, just 
shambling about, but the mural is no more. It is instead a hole that has been broken out, and there is some sort of hellish landscape on the other side, mostly blocked by a weird light and heat that emanates from the fin. And there's the moanings and cries of of something inside. You guys can't see on this perspective, but you guys would only describe as hell itself is on the other side of that broken mural. I'm, I'm gonna take out my notebook. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm gonna start saying it. Here's the problem though. You guys are in combat. And two, there's not a real order to those. Those paintings were on the ground. So you need to figure out which order those sentences are supposed to be spoken out. Top of the ground. Roy. Did you saw the paintings too? Maybe you could try an idea roll? Yeah, good. Because he's also seen the mural and the thing. Do you an idea roll with a penalty die? No, I my dice. I will not. <laughs> not my luck. Oh. No. Spend luck, yeah. spend luck, spend luck. It's not a combat check. I can totally do it. Yeah, I'll spend three luck to make it a regular check. With that, you have an idea of the order. There's, It's basically loose on how the hellish escapes were in comparison to the mural. You don't know if that's going to work. You're going to have to try it. I think I think we can figure this out. It's based on what was on the mural before. Harper, you wanted to grab the book and give it to Roy without the energy. And then can I also move away? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do that then. Yeah. I hear it and I'm like, Whoop. yeah. And you give it to Roy. Now I'm gonna move away as well. Back into the stairs or somewhere else in the cellar. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna be useful, so I'm gonna go back up this. Well, we were kind of already on the stairs. Like you guys all came down to the cellar, so like you're yeah. close to the to the stairs, but not like at the stairs. Yeah, I'm going to the stairs. Yeah, you start to go up the stairs. Luke steps up and goes for a fighting brawl against these guys. What a badass! (laughs) Because he just sees this and he doesn't know what to do. Actually, he pulls out a knife that he has. With a normal success, but I'm gonna have to see if the the zombie does anything to it. Nope, zombie fails. So with it, a good slash at the zombie. And, it, and he does three points of damage, alright? And Daniel, he also screams, but then he starts to run towards one of the other zombie, and he does shove the zombie, but the zombie grabs a hold of him. Not Daniel! No. And bites onto him, and Daniel screams. Ah! Uh, now it's the turn of the zombies. That's a hit on to look. But Luke is gonna try to dodge. Come on, Luke! Luke! With a critical one! Yeah! Holy sh! Dodges <laughs> like there's no Luke just dodges like it's nothing. The other zombie, it, it keeps on munching onto Daniel, and Daniel falls onto the water as Daniel is pretty much uh, keeping one of the zombies occupied. Oh, oh Daniel! Scott, your turn. I'm gonna get the f out of that cellar. Okay, you start running with with uh, Harper. All right, um, Julian. I'm going to. I wrote this. Let's just say that you have it in your mind of a weird 
the the sentences you also have it in your mind. So if you want to try it, yeah, I want to try. I it. guess like you could be looking at it. Yeah, we're like looking at it together. Idea roll. Yeah. I'm gonna use eight luck points to have that succeed. <laughs> sure. You have something similar, based on your knowledge of the cult, and the, maybe something to do with one or two words in there that you might have seen in some weird chants and prayers of occult occult like groups so based on those you might have an idea of what to do you have to try it on your next turn roy it is your turn i'm going to allow you to do a luck roll and although this is not a common thing because i'm just ruling for the sake of this i'm gonna allow you to do with a bonus die <laughs> so he's looking over his all the notes and stuff and like ooh, like, ooh, like this and he, he, he thinks with his big boy brain he's like I saw this powers. in film school yes cool and you saw it in this film school this is like school. that weird occult movie from Japan <laughs> you saw it in film school you fought the path the path yeah I already well I passed it's a success you start uttering the words in a way in the order that you think it would work as you finish one sentence you hear a rumbling. As you say another, you feel a tremor. As you say the third, the light from the tunnel increases in, increases in intensity. As you do a fifth one, you feel the earth shake as if it was going to break. You do a sixth one, all the zombies stop from doing what they are doing as they both scream. And with the seventh, the world closes the gate. Oh my god! As it hurls all the stone back into it and the zombies just fall onto the ground and the rumbling is so intense that it makes you guys fall yeah, onto the- Yeah, we're like holding onto you. Yeah, exactly. You fall onto the, into the water. Uh, I need dexterity rolls from both Harper and, and Scott from not falling down the stairs. You're both grounded. Yeah, I passed. That's a, that's a regular oh success. Oh my god. Oh, I fail. Oh, I fall no. down the stairs. Receiving one point of damage as you fall and you tumble down, but you, you catch yourself not going all the way down. And with it, there is this moment of breathless stillness. You guys don't know what just happened. But slowly you guys start to make your way. And from the distance, from the door of the office, you get to see the door of the entrance. And the light of the sun starts to appear slowly peering into the the grass before we go up um i did want to see if daniel was still alive or if yeah. i could save him in some very quick way yeah. did i try did i try let me try let me try let me do try. a medicine check i'm gonna allow you okay. to do this because we like daniel oh, okay the one time you know what i'm gonna spend my luck points I'm going to use these luck points to save, to save our boy. You see that his throat, the side of his throat is completely open as the the zombie, the dead, has gone deep into his, into biting it. 
you do the best of your abilities and you're able to keep him as stable as best as he can, but he needs immediate treatment. But he seems to be alive. And you guys finally step outside of the hotel and you see the clouds starting to part slowly. And it's shortly after, it's back as if nothing had happened. A nightmare has ended. A day later, the Royal Mounted Canadian Police arrives and provides rescue to you guys. Saves Daniel as they have more better equipment. Due to Harper's good training and diligence, she uses pretty much all of the all of the first aid kit, but Daniel survives. Luke doesn't believe what happened still like he thinks that it was some sort of dream or something but in the end he brain you guys survived this <gasps> this was the first time we survived anything this is the first time all of us have survived you guys also saved the world yes, yes. we did it oh my Your god heart out to the coast. <laughs> i'm gonna call my son oh, high five what have i thought each other again here jesus <laughs> Jesus. Did it! 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 Did going back to civilization. Okay, so after all of this, um, Scott is going to go home to LA, back to his home. And, of course, there is a guy in his home, an attractive guy, and, okay, so he grew up with this guy, but he doesn't freaking remember him, doesn't remember loving him, and, and so, like, they they essentially, they're gonna go to couples therapy together, and they're gonna, like, work through it, and essentially, like, it's never going to be the same way as it was, but ultimately, like, they begin to, like, rebuild their lives together, and they get back to you know, being in love with that, like, still being like a, hey, this was something we managed to work through that shows that Scott still, like, while he didn't remember Simon, he had, like, a level of trust that's just like, okay, if you tell me that I loved you, like, that we lived together, that we shared this one bedroom apartment, and that we co-owned a yacht together, there's nothing in my brain that tells me that that's a complete lie, even if I remember things entirely different. Because of the proof that Simon was able to give Scott, like, hey, here's pictures of us on vacation. Here's pictures of us on our yacht. After years of treatment, you're able to recollect Simon and you're able to live your life together again. And then we're going to adopt children after I finally come out to everyone except for Harper. (laughs) I I already know. Harper is special. I I will tell you, Julian supports you completely. He's like, I I saw a zombie. I can accept gay people. (laughs) Valid. Valid. Uh, Harper. I'm going to demolish the the hotel, demolish, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to give the land to the Palingit. Just give it because it's probably was theirs at some point and I don't want it anymore. The tribe considers you a friend and especially Daniel and Luke said that they were never able to repay. So you're always going to be family to them. And they 
offer whatever they can to help you, knowing that you had difficult circumstances to, and this was supposed to turn your life around. They even offer you a spot in the village Aww. for you to live yeah. there. I'll probably probably stay in the village, and I will probably become some sort of like like uh, a nurse there, and I will have a farm of horses, Aww. and that'll be that'll be my thing. We stand a land back queen. Yeah, yeah. literally, Julian. Because Julian thinks the mural was painted by his brother, he probably argues a little bit with Harper about demolishing it. But after realizing that, like, whatever evil look Hotel holds, he res- he allows her, he's like, okay. Um, and he goes back home to um, White Horse with his, sees his son and just gives him the biggest hug. And... He probably tries to get the footage from the cameras, if any footage survived of the event. And using that footage and his notes and everything he experiences, he writes his book about everything, just the way that it was, and he publishes it. Surprisingly, your book becomes a bestseller worldwide because it was something did happen with the rest of the world. Uh, There were earthquakes. In different places new zealand suffered a plague yeah. um and other places in the world had volcanoes to start to erupt he, he probably writes the book but the things that he omits the exact phrases from his notebook because he's afraid of the power they hold mm-hmm. he omits the exact symbols and things like that he just very lightly describes them because he never wants anyone to witness or experience what he tapped into and um after he finishes writing his book he um, honestly, he, he might move to BC and move his son somewhere that's further south. And he probably visits the land often and he starts spending more time with his son, even though he never really, even though he might not ever find the cult that was responsible for his brother's death. He decides that after literally almost dying and seeing actual hell, that revenge is not as important as his son and the only family he has left. So he writes his book. He maybe goes back to school, gets a degree in religion or some sort of thing to do with writing or the occult and probably works at a university and just decides that even if the occult that his brother, that killed his brother is still out there somewhere, he is happy with the knowledge that now that his so many people have read his book, that they can no longer hide as easily in the shadows. And for him and his lifetime, that's enough. And he's going to spend the rest of his, he wants to spend the rest of his lifetime raising his son and making sure that his son grows into a good person. Nice. Aww. Really that's good. That's very cute. Hmm. Roy? I think Roy, he's going to go back to Vancouver. Probably going to spend a few months in therapy to like get through all of that <laughs> shit. And then I feel like kind of going off of what you were saying, like when you were writing their book, I feel like like we were still in communication mm-hmm. and like, you know, because I have the footage and yeah. like I, we were talking about it. And stuff. And I think because of the footage, even though it still haunts Roy and he kind of keeps it sequestered off, it does kind of spark an interest in him. So I feel like what he then goes on to do is he tries to like make a sort of like an online blog kind of talking about the occult. He like he comes like some kind of pseudo journalist like going around 
you know, not really like seeking out the occult, like like maybe like Ghostbuster or something, but more so like investigating the occult. Or... Roy and Julian yes. can work together, like <laughs> Julian not as intensely, but when mm. Roy, who's much younger than Julian, runs around and does occult stuff, he can call Julian up, and Julian would be like, "This is the yeah, yeah. mentor." It's so like his university. You're my, you're my Obi Wan. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, basically, like kind of, kind of like what he was saying, like. You know, we keep in contact. He kind of is inspired by the occult, and like, not necessarily like he's not craving the power of it. It's more so he just wants to learn more about the world and like how these things affect people. So like, yeah, he kind of goes on. To, I, I like to think like in the far future, maybe he would start making like documentaries about certain things. That's good. That's awesome. And with that, guys, congratulations! You guys finished Hotel Hell. Away, and we no. didn't die. We, we actually die. solved the mystery, yeah. a rarity in Call yeah. of And with that, I think we will finish it off for tonight. You have reached the end of the final episode of Hotel Hell. From the bottom of our hearts, thank, thank you. you! While this is the end of Hotel Hell, keep your beholder's eyes open for our next series, The Sunless Citadel, which premieres this September. As always, you can stay up to date by subscribing to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow our social media accounts. If you would like to support us, you can head over to Patreon to join the conversation, view sneak peeks of our Nets projects, and discover fantastic bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Horton from Off the Beaten Path Musical. The Call of Cthulhu 7th edition module we played, Hotel Hell, can be found in Peterson's Abominations. The module was published by Chaosium and was written by Sandy Peterson with Mike Mason. Thanks again for listening from all of us at the Storytellers Tavern.